Good morning. It's Thursday. Breaking news. Legal troubles deepening on several fronts for Donald Trump. Yeah, and he's speaking out about it overnight. It is September 22nd. This is Today. Under pressure, the former president facing a pair of legal setbacks over the past 24 hours. Overnight, the Justice Department regaining access to those classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. Trump fighting back in a new interview with this stunning claim. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. While in New York, Trump and his company and his children sued by the state's attorney general, accusing them of staggering fraud to help build their empire. So what does it all mean and where does it go from here? We'll break it all down for you. Breaking overnight, protests erupt in Russia. People there now fleeing over Vladimir Putin's efforts to call up hundreds of thousands of new troops. And President Biden delivering a harsh rebuke on the world stage, slamming the Russian leader for escalating the war in Ukraine with nuclear threats. We'll stand in solidarity against Russia's aggression, period. We will have the very latest. Ready, set, hike. The Fed increases interest rates for the third consecutive time. The goal? Easing the pain of Americans still facing soaring inflation and rising prices. Straight ahead, what it all means for your bottom line. Bracing for impact, a hurricane warning now issued for Bermuda as Fiona bears down. Plus, all eyes on the next big storm likely headed for the Gulf Coast. Al's tracking both of them. Those stories plus, scary encounter, a jogger's alarming video going viral. And there's this guy in a red car that's driven by me twice. It's making me really nervous. Just ahead, her message about always trusting your gut that's hitting home with millions. And shell of a day. We'll take you inside the efforts to save baby sea turtles hitting the high seas for a special turtle release live. Today, Thursday, September 22nd. 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, good Thursday morning. Happy you're joining us today. And it's always nice to start a Thursday off with an Oh, I was going to say, we've got a cuteness alert yeah. here. Not mm-hmm. just Carrie Sanders, but the baby <laughs> turtle he holds in his hand. And in a yeah. few, we're going to see those baby turtles released. Oh, right inside? Yes. It's oh. a great story. Warm your heart. Oof. Also an important story about our changing climate as well. Indeed. Also ahead, guys, uh, with so many ups and downs in the economy lately, we're going to simplify what that latest interest rate hike will mean for you, from your grocery bills to the gas bills to credit card rates, all of it, how it affects your bottom line. That's right. But first, new details this morning surrounding former President Trump's growing legal problems from a key ruling on those classified documents seized from his Florida country club to a new high-profile civil suit, a lawsuit filed by New York's attorney general. And overnight, Mr. Trump firing back in a new interview. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker on the story this morning. Kristen, good morning. Hi, Savannah and Hoda. Good morning to both of you. A three-judge panel, including two judges appointed by former President Trump, handing a victory at least temporarily to the Justice Department. It comes just hours after New York's attorney general announced a $250 million civil suit against Mr. Trump and his adult children, accusing them of widespread business fraud. Overnight, the president defiant, blasting the allegations as politically motivated. 
This morning, a new legal setback for former President Trump, a federal appeals court unanimously ruling the Justice Department can resume reviewing classified documents seized from Mar-a-Lago as part of its criminal probe, reversing a ruling by a federal judge. It's a very unfair situation. In a Fox News interview recorded before the decision, Mr. Trump's most extensive comments yet about the search at Mar-a-Lago, in which FBI investigators seized more than 11,000 government documents, including including dozens marked classified. Mr. Trump insisted he had declassified everything. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. The appeals court noted Mr. Trump had not presented any evidence he had declassified records. For the first time, Mr. Trump also saying without evidence that other personal items were taken. I think they took my will. I found out yesterday. I said, where is it? It's one of a number of ongoing investigations swirling around the former president from election and January 6th investigation probes to a criminal investigation in New York and a civil case there where Mr. Trump received his second legal blow in a matter of hours yesterday. Earlier, New York's Attorney General Letitia James announced she was suing Mr. Trump, accusing him and his children, Don Jr., Eric and Ivanka, of a scheme to falsely inflate the value of assets, like, she says, declaring a New York property was $524 million, even though an appraiser valued it at just $200 million, all to obtain favorable loans and better tax rates. It's the art of the steal. The lawsuit seeks $250 million in damages and a ban permanently blocking the Trumps from running businesses in New York. Mr. Trump calling it a politically motivated witch hunt. Well, she campaigned on it four years ago. She just talked about Trump and we're going to indict him. We're going to get him. That's an apparent reference to this video posted by Eric Trump, showing James vowing to sue Mr. Trump even before she was elected. Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the And in that interview with Fox News, Mr. Trump also repeated the claim the FBI may have planted evidence during the Mar-a-Lago search. The FBI and Justice Department have not commented on his accusations. New York's attorney general sent a criminal referral to U.S. prosecutors and the IRS, meaning all of this could potentially lead to criminal charges. It is worth noting most civil cases are settled outside of court, Savannah and Hoda. So that's the legal setting. What about the political setting? Because the former president has indicated he wants to run again. Does any of this impact that? Well, uh, let's talk legally and politically. His allies have argued to the former president that a potential run could shield him from future charges. Now, that's not exactly the case. DOJ does have a policy of not interfering in elections, meaning they typically wouldn't bring charges within months of an election. And there's also a federal policy that a sitting president cannot be indicted. But that's to say nothing of state charges. Politically speaking, I've been speaking to some of his allies who say the former president's actually feeling emboldened by these cases swirling around him, feels as though it may galvanize some of his supporters. So it is still very much an open question that we watch closely. All right, Kristen, thank you very much. Also this morning, there is mounting fallout and tension over an escalating war of words between President Biden and Russia's Vladimir Putin. Mr. Biden delivering a harsh rebuke against the Russian leader's nuclear threats and his effort to mobilize more forces in the war in Ukraine. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel is in northern Ukraine near the Russian border with the very latest there. Hey, Richard, good morning. 
Good morning, Hoda. I can tell from here that Ukrainians are completely undeterred by Vladimir Putin's nuclear threats, by his moves to call up hundreds of thousands of more soldiers. The Ukrainians have been making major battlefield advances and in some places have pushed right up to the Russian border. This town where I am uh, right now is only about two miles from the Russian border. Russian troops were in charge here until they were recently driven out by the Ukrainians. And Ukrainians we've been speaking to here say this is no time to slow down. They believe they have momentum on their side. Facing heavy losses in Ukraine, President Putin announced a partial military mobilization. The Russian president is looking for 300,000 reserve troops to fight his war. But instead, Russians are mobilizing on the streets of Moscow, chanting, send Putin to the trenches. Hundreds of demonstrators have been detained for saying, not me. Other Russians are fleeing the country. Flights from Moscow to all visa-free destinations selling out quickly. There are also long lines of cars heading to Finland, which has open borders. At the UN, President Biden condemned Putin for making nuclear threats and for supporting a vote in Russian-occupied parts of Ukraine, which Russia could use to justify annexing more Ukrainian territory. President Putin has made overt nuclear threats against Europe. Now... Russia's calling, calling up more soldiers to join the fight. You cannot seize a nation's territory by force. Hours earlier, President Putin, in a rare admission the war isn't going to plan, said he had no choice but to call up more troops because the West is trying to use the war in Ukraine to break Russia apart. Putin threatened to use nuclear weapons to stop that. No one threatened Russia. And no one other than Russia sought conflict. The military mobilization. Russia tried to block Ukraine's President Zelensky from speaking at the UN. He received a standing ovation instead. Russia is calling up more troops because it's low on soldiers, according to U.S. and NATO officials. Ukraine claims the war has cost Russia more than 50,000 soldiers so far about a third of the force it had when it invaded last winter. Russia admits to far fewer losses. Ukrainian officials believe it will take several months, maybe even six months, for Russia to recruit all of the reservists, get them equipped, get them ready for battle. And they believe that gives the Ukrainian army a window to keep its offensive going and to drive potentially even closer to the Russian border. Hoda? All right, Richard Angle for us there at the border. Richard, thank you. We turn to the economy now. Mm-hmm. Craig joins us. Good morning. Hi, Craig. Hey, Savannah, Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Let's turn to the newest push to control those soaring inflation and sky-high consumer prices. The Federal Reserve announcing it is, again, raising interest rates, this time by three-quarters of a point. So what does it all mean for your bottom line? We're going to talk about that with Steph Rule in just a moment. But first, NBC's Emily Akeda has the story. Emily, good morning to you. Again, Good morning to you. From housing to grocery bills, inflation has hammered Americans from all angles. So the Federal Reserve is trying to rein in runaway prices with these repeated interest rate hikes. But the Fed chairman warning this week things may get worse before they get better. 
This morning, the Federal Reserve continuing its campaign to curb inflation, raising its benchmark interest rate for the fifth time this year and signaling there's more to come. We have got to get inflation behind us. I wish there were a painless way to do that. There isn't. The central bank boosting rates three quarters of a percentage point, with Americans already facing price hikes on nearly everything. Even nearly 100 days of declining gas prices has come to an end, with the national average ticking up to $3.68 Wednesday. The Fed's latest move makes borrowing money more expensive, influencing car payments, business loans, credit card debt and mortgage rates which have now reached 6.25%, their highest level in 14 years, according to Mortgage Bankers Association. Experts say that's all by design. They want to slow consumer demand down, so you'll buy less and prices will come down. Let me open that one for you. Anika Hobbs owns Nubian Human, a boutique in Washington, D.C., and says interest rate increases are slowing her plans to expand. What does a steep interest rate hike mean for your business right now? It's really, really causing a deeper hole for those businesses that are already, um, you know, working on very slim margins and very small staff. The Fed is walking a fine line, trying to tamp down inflation without pushing the economy into a recession. While the unemployment rate is strong now, the Fed chairman anticipates hundreds of thousands of additional Americans could be jobless next year. So interest rate hikes, they are not a quick fix. And again, the Fed signaled more significant increases lie ahead. But there is one silver lining for savers. That jump in interest also means a boost in some rates on savings accounts. People with money in online high-yield savings accounts could see interest as high as 2.5%, so something worth looking into. Hoda? All right, Emily, thank you. We're going to turn now to the expertise of NBC senior business correspondent, Stephanie. I like saying expertise, by the way, Steph. Uh, this is the pressure on me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The Fed seems to keep raising interest rates. And the question is, is it working? Is there any proof that this plan is actually the right plan to be on? Well, they don't have another plan, right? The only thing the Fed can do is raise rates to lower inflation. And it's not that it's not working, but it's certainly not working fast enough. It's not working as quickly as we thought it would. Prices aren't continuing to get higher and higher. It's slowing, but they're not going down. Mm -hmm. And so as much as we don't like dealing with higher interest rates, what's even worse is when everything is just super expensive. And that's the top priority for Jay Powell, the Fed chair. Mm -hmm. So what's he going to do? Keep raising rates to try to take this on. But he's threading this needle because if he does it too hard, too fast, the economy goes mm-hmm. into recession. So Listen, how do you ward that off? And Wall Street clearly didn't like this yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the really tricky thing, right? He has to thread this needle because when you raise rates, what happens? It makes everything more expensive to borrow, not just for you and me, our mortgages, our car loans, mm-hmm. but for businesses. Businesses operate by borrowing. Many of them borrow to make payroll. So when you say, oh, is this going to tip us into a recession? Well, if everything is more expensive, if businesses are struggling to operate, then they could start laying people off. And Jay Powell did warn us of that yesterday. He said, expect I could be raising rates and we might see an uptick in unemployment. Mm -hmm. And while nobody likes that, we do have a little bit of cushion because the labor markets are so strong. There are so many jobs out there. We've got some cushion, but it's not a great picture. All right. Tricky business. Yeah, it is. Tricky business. We're happy that you're here. Thanks, Steph. Great to be here. We've got some more breaking news overnight as well. A powerful 6.8 magnitude earthquake struck Mexico, killing at least two people. The epicenter was about 30 miles south of Agalia, but it could be felt hundreds of miles away. 
in Mexico City. That's where people rushed out into the streets in the middle of the night there. Officials say a woman died after falling down the stairs in her house. It all comes just three days after another deadly quake about 200 miles away on the Pacific coast. And Hurricane Fiona remains a powerful Category 4 storm as it heads west of Bermuda now. And in the meantime, more than a million people are waking up in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic without power again this morning. Making matters worse, Puerto Rico is now under a heat advisory. Mm. Temperatures expected to soar on parts of the island, which brings us to Al, who's Mm -hmm. tracking all of it for us. Good morning. Tough times for our friends down there. Really is, and not going to be getting much better. You can see we got one system that's about to come off the Africa coast. That's good. Got a pretty good chance of formation. Same as this in the the Leeward Islands. But we are watching Fiona and that other system down the Gulf. We'll get to that in a second. Right now, hurricane warnings up for Bermuda, Category 4 storm, 485 miles southwest of Bermuda with 130 mile per hour winds moving to the northeast at 13 miles per hour. It looks like by Friday morning, it's going to be the storm center about 105 miles west-northwest of Bermuda. Two to four inches of rain, wind gusts of up to 75 miles per hour or more. Impacts along the east coast, we could have very rough surf right through Friday into Saturday as this makes landfall into Canada. Could be uh, one of the strongest four uh, hurricanes that have landed along Canada that are two or higher. Here's what we're watching this next one. 98L it comes and it looks like it will develop 90% of a chance becoming a tropical depression in the next few days. The computer models, this suite of models takes them anywhere from Cancun to Miami. We look ahead to Thursday. We right now low confidence because these haven't formed yet but you can see the American model somewhere at landfall between Galveston and New Orleans. The European model along the Florida coast. We'll just have to continue to track it but this is all the way till next Sunday. So Still a lot of time to see things change. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, Coming up, the alarming video of a woman who just had a gut feeling on her morning run that was resonating with a lot of people who've watched it on TikTok. Ann Thompson had the chance to speak to her. Hey, Annie. Hey, Hoda. This video will send chills up your spine. This Idaho woman's quick thinking then and smart thinking now has got people talking. I'll have her story coming up. Trust your gut is the lesson mm-hmm. there. Then, guys, the challenges of so-called boomerang kids, adult children moving back home with the parents. We saw that happen during the pandemic. Well, it's happening again in this tough economy. So we'll have tips to help everyone cope. <laughs> but first, this is Today on NBC. Hey, guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, the 
It's the royal song. You know what that means? New images of William and Kate just coming in from the UK. The Prince and Princess of Wales stepped out this morning in Windsor to help thank the people who had organized the Queen's funeral. Mm, it's nice to see them again out with the crowd. Um, wow. Makes yeah. me miss England right there. Yeah. All right. Speaking of thanks, we want to thank uh, all of you for taking time to join us each morning. Yes. Appreciate that. That's Never can say thank you enough, mm -hmm. actually. It's Thursday morning. Let's get a check of your headline. 7.30 now. And Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, has agreed now to meet with the January 6th committee. Lawmakers want to ask Thomas about her communications with Mr. Trump's lawyer, John Eastman, and his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Her attorney says Mrs. Thomas is eager to answer the committee's questions to clear up any misconceptions about her involvement. Okay, that mystery over that $1.3 billion Mega Millions jackpot has finally been solved, kinda. Two people, and they both wish to remain anonymous, have finally come forward and they claim that prize. Illinois lottery officials say the individuals had previously agreed to split the money oh. if either one of them won. They opted to take the lump sum payment of seven hundred and eighty million dollars. I mean, so, no wonder they want to remain anonymous. Yeah. Right? A lot of zeros. Man, uh, how about some stunning new images of the planet Neptune for you this morning? Take a look at this. NASA releasing these pictures yesterday, taken from the James Webb Space Telescope. Images so spectacular, even the astronomers could barely contain their excitement. They include, if you look there, a rare look at Neptune's rings. And these are some of the sharpest images that we've seen of Neptune in more than 30 years. Wow. Now, see, I looked at that and thought it was Saturn. Because my knowledge is like fourth grade <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. 70s. No filter. No, no Neptune filter. has rings. What a gorgeous shot. All right. Now let's take a look at a video on TikTok. And it's getting a lot of attention. Yeah, a young woman who was on her morning run, she noticed a strange car following her and then decided to document the frightening moments that followed. Yeah, her scare coming in the wake of the kidnapping and death of a Memphis jogger and mother, Eliza Fletcher. NBC's Ann Thompson is here with more on that. Hey, Ann, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. This video is absolutely chilling. It's been viewed nearly 9 million times in just the past week, and it's made all the more disturbing by recent headlines. But this story has a happy ending. A rookie runner, Samantha McIntyre, loves to share her journey on social media. Good morning, let's go run 11 miles. But this is not how she wanted to become a viral sensation. All right, I'm on a run right now. And there's this guy in a red car that's driven by me twice. It's making me really nervous. For two months, the 24-year-old has been posting her half-marathon training runs on TikTok. Mile six, I'm having a really good run today. It has me really excited for my half-marathon in a few weeks. Chronicling the challenges. It's 92 degrees right now, it's so hot. The fuel. I'm gonna have a goo pack. And last week, the fear, in real time. All right, I see the car parked up here. I do not feel good about this. I don't know what to do. She says a man in a red car kept following her during her morning run in southeastern Idaho. And what was it about the red car that got your attention? The first time that he drove by me, he had his whole like top half of his body out the window looking back at me multiple times and it kind of slowed down. And when I saw him drive by the second time doing the same thing, I just got this really bad gut feeling. She stopped her run early. Afraid to go to her car, McIntyre went to a nearby house for safety. There's this guy that keeps driving by and parking. Do you mind if I just, like, stay in your yard? She called her parents and, and police. This comes just weeks after Eliza Fletcher was abducted and murdered on her morning run in Memphis. 
it really spooked me because as a fellow runner, I'm like, oh my gosh, this could possibly happen to me. Her safe space violated, McIntyre now runs with an alarm, mace, and a whistle. And the victory of finishing her race after the scare. It was a really big accomplishment that I even got myself to do that half marathon because I I really thought that I might never run again. And will you run again? I will. I'm going to stick to some indoor tracks and definitely if I do some outdoor runs, you know, carrying some some protection with me. Oh, my gosh. What a what a story. She's so lucky. Oh, yeah. lo- a lovely person. So other than carrying like mace or something when you're mm-hmm. running, what are some other tips that other runners can use? Well, Roadrunners Club suggests, first of all, that you vary your route. Don't run the same route every yeah. time you go out. And secondly, that you run either with a buddy or you run with a club. Yeah. Keep your headphone volume low so that you're aware of your surroundings. And most of all, do what Samantha did. Trust your gut. Mm. Because yeah. she it was her quick thinking and going to that house and stepping in that yard that kept her safe. Yeah. And then did, did they ever find this person? They did. They, mm-hmm. The police were able to track him down. They talked to him, told him his actions were inappropriate. But there's, you know, yeah. you can't file charges against somebody just for being creepy. Mm-hmm. So. That doesn't break the law yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. Anne, thank you. Thank you, Anne. Coming up here on Thursday morning, what we're now learning about that act of vandalism that shut down the iconic Washington Monument, the defacing of another D.C. landmark and the heroes who've really stepped up to clean up the damage. Mm. Then Vicki Wynn has a guide to help families in this tough economy when adult kids need to move back home with the parents, Vic. Hey, good morning, guys. How do we learn? How do we help our 20-somethings learn how to adult successfully on their own? Coming up, we're going to show you some of the habits that you can all develop as a family and the game plan to help them get out of the nest and not fly back. That's next on Today. Back now, 740 with today's Consumer Confidential. It's a series that we do around this time. Every morning, we focus on things that impact your family and your budget. Yeah, so how long parents should be financially responsible for their children? It's an age-old debate. These days, the answer may be a lot longer because of the struggling economy. Yeah, NBC senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicki Wynn is here with help for families during kind of a tricky time, mm-hmm. Vicki. Hey, good morning, Savannah, Hoda, and Craig. A lot of American families have this expectation. You turn 18, you're an adult. That means... Time to get out of the nest. But in this economy, with so much uncertainty, the line is blurring between giving your adult kids time and space to become financially independent and keeping them comfortable for a little too long. With a pandemic and record inflation, adulting has taken on a whole new meaning for today's 20-somethings, putting parents on the front line. In these tough economic times, some are looking for ways to financially protect their adult children for longer, with everything from family cell phone plans to keeping young adults on health insurance plans until they're 26 to living at home for longer. They still feel very responsible for the lives of their children and the the livelihoods of their children. According to a recent survey, nearly a third of young adults moved back home during the pandemic. Two thirds still remain with their parents. And more than half say they moved back out of necessity. The cost of living still daunting. Apartment rent prices rising 15 percent from last year, making the average cost above $2,000 a month. For 25-year-old Zoe Zarenda, between inflation and student loan debt, the only answer was to move back into her childhood bedroom in Connecticut. 
part of me felt like I wasn't on the right track or I wasn't where I was thinking I'd be when I was younger. She says she's grateful for her parents who realize it's a different world now from when they were in their 20s. They're very understanding and knowing that I'm saving and I'm not just sitting here doing nothing. You know, I have a plan. I'm trying to move back out. It's just a matter of time and what I exactly want to move into. The number one best reason to stay at home is to save and and so that you can set yourself up for success. The downside of this is that you could become very, very used to staying at home and never leaving. So what can parents do to help their young adults achieve financial independence? Set up a transition strategy for gradually withdrawing financial support. Be their accountability partner and introduce ways for your kids to budget their spending. If they're living at home, find ways for them to contribute around the house, from fronting grocery or utility bills to handling housework to cut your expenses. And consider having them pay some rent. Everyone should should have an open discussion about what the parameters are, what the rules of engagement are. Um, and I think that communication is probably the most important. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, mm-hmm. it always seems like there's this stigma toward like young people who rely financially on their on their parents. I think part of it is an American phenomenon. There are some numbers. Pew Research Center actually did a survey last year and found that 36 percent of people think young people living with their parents, that that's bad for society. Mm -hmm. 14 or 16 percent think it's good for society. And most people, 47 percent think it doesn't make a difference. And I will say this. It should be based on your individual family. Look, lots of cultures live in multi-generational families and it works out great. And the next thing you know, they've been seven people in a house and two of them move out and buy a brand new apartment. Why? Because they were saving a ton of money. So I think don't let those like societal stigmas get you down. Make the plan that works best for you. Save budget. And eventually everyone should grow up and have some financial independence. Right. I lived at home for for six, nine months. Yeah. Oh, nine months. Yeah. I thought we say six years. No. <laughs> that was six yeah. I mean, I lived at home through yeah. college because yeah. I had to, you yeah. know, yeah. that was the only way to afford it. Yeah. Exactly. But right. I look at you now. Mutual respect and everybody's trying to contribute and to know that financially the to the household. Is, and the, the goal, goal is, is to move me. out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The goal is not the to nest, stay forever. Not fly right. back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can't, if, you're, if you're sitting on the couch like playing video games all day, that's a different That's a different game. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 744. Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? As Al Roker Sr. used to say, I can't miss you if you don't leave. So there's that. Anyway, hey, fall begins today, this evening at 9.04. And we've got the presages of fall coming in with this frontal system. It's got a risk of some severe weather. We've already got some ground stops uh, at Boston and LaGuardia airports. So some airport delays. Uh, tornado threat low. The biggest thing is going to be the winds as this frontal system pushes through. Heavier rainfall amounts in northern New England and parts of southern New England as well. One to three inches. Now, here's that front. And look behind the front. Cleveland today, 64. That's about eight degrees below average. Kansas City, 64. But ahead of the front, temperatures anywhere from 10 to 14 degrees above average. Tomorrow, cooler in Boston, Binghamton, D.C., Chicago, Des Moines. And it goes right on into the weekend with temperatures below average for Portland, New York, Buffalo, Chicago, down to Cincinnati. But south of the front, it is staying summertime for Oklahoma City with temperatures in the 90s, mid-80s in Memphis. New Orleans will see temperatures into the 90s. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, uh, thanks. Coming up next, would something like this on your next flight be music to your ears or would it be something else well the reaction to one airline surprising passengers with ukulele lessons coming up i say yes 
Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy has done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. We are with Guitar Center Lessons. We are so excited to be partnering with Southwest Airlines to give you a free ukulele, gig bag, and a beginner class right here on this plane for the very first time in history. Okay. It kind of has the internet divided, though, doesn't it, Chanel? So here's the thing. Passengers on this Southwest flight, this was to Honolulu. To Honolulu. They were, so okay. that's the thing. They were going to Honolulu. They were surprised with this free ukulele lesson, 30,000 feet in the air. Southwest said they were pros by the time they landed. How many Mai Tais? But, but, of course, Twitter had its fun with those images and a packed plane full of ukuleles. Yeah. Am- Amtrak probably had the best tweet. They tweeted, by the way, we have a quiet car. <laughs> An- another user said, hard to imagine a worse fate than being on this plane. But hold it, Papa, you, you disagree. No, I think, look, if I'm going to Hawaii, I, yeah. I got a plan. Yeah. How I, long is the flight? I mean, I, it can't I'm be that long. You, this, that was my pandemic goal, to learn how to play the ukulele. Really? And I, right. I couldn't do it online on Zoom. I want to learn how to play the oh, ukulele. Oh, okay. yeah. even, well, we don't know. Was it I even got a ukulele. It was tw- and it was, it's a long flight. flight, and it was only 20 minutes for the ukulele. Oh, oh see, so then so I mean, it wasn't like yeah. the entire flight. But cool. I think it's fun. I mean, yeah, if it were the entire flight, it would be like, you know, the crying yeah. baby. Right. Like, yeah. oh, 20 minutes. Gonna, yeah. with Stop a whining, joy. people. Enjoy it. Something free. I agree. Come on. Something free. Come on. As Craig says, if, if it's, it's free, free, it's me. Yes. If it's free, it's me. It's the right price. Still ahead, guys. Uh, we are heading out to sea with Carrie Sanders. We're going to witness baby sea turtles oh. being released into the wild. Plus, He's going to explain why almost all of those babies being born now are female. Plus, he makes you laugh, he makes you cry, and now there's a way for you to actually be Ted Lasso. We'll explain on Pop Start 